Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on, everybody. Come on in. Come on in to hear this word, this word given by God, this word that um, some of it I've given before. Some of it was inspired um, by conversations that I've had over um, the last few days and specifically one that I shared today with someone. And I want to share with you about transition and the two T's that accompany transition. So come on in, say hello as you guys come in. But we're going to talk about transition. So I'm going to open up in prayer. Uh, I pray that you guys are blessed by this word. I pray that you guys um, would hear what God is saying to you during this time. Um, I pray that you take notes, um, post your comments and things of that nature, and uh, just let God be glorified. So let's go into prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give your name all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. Dear God, I thank you for being the God of our life. I thank you for being our first, our last, our beginning, and our end. Thank you for being Alpha and Omega. Thank you for knowing our life and our life's plan. Thank you for, Lord Jesus, your destination and purpose for us, oh God. Father God, I thank you for every listener that will be on this live and those who will listen via replay. I thank you, Father God, that their hearts are prepared to receive what it is that you have to say. I pray that the seed of the word will plant into their hearts and that they will grow roots, Father God, exponentially. And not only will the word be rooted, but it will bring forth a shoot and fruit, Father God, that reveals your nature, your character, your integrity, and your righteousness, Father God. I pray that there will be understanding, Father God, of the time and the season in which they're in, Father God, and some of the things that they may be transpiring in their lives even now, Father God. Father, because of this, Father God, I'm asking, Father God, that your word would be enriched all the more in their lives, oh God. And I pray, Father God, that every plan, scheme, schematic, an assignment of the enemy that would try to come and remove this word, Father God, discourage this word, this fail this word, Father God, detract from this word, Father God. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that it would die now by the fire of God and by the blood of Jesus. I'm praying that your sons and your daughters will receive what it is that you have to say, that there will even be answers to questions that they didn't even know they had, Father God, but there will be clarity to those things that they are presented to you. Dear God, I give your name, praise, glory, and honor as you are the God that are taking us into a season of overwhelming favor, Father God, a season, Father God, of overwhelming increase, Father God. You're taking us into a season of abundance, Father God, but you are calling us to ascend, Father God, to arise and ascend, Father God. And so we're praying, Father God, that we will literally link arm and arms with you in a place of intimacy in this transition. And Father God, that we will give you all praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hello to everybody who has gotten on. Hello to everyone who has gotten on. I want to acknowledge you personally, let me put on my glasses. Hello to daughter Nicole. I see my son, David, uh, daughter uh, Gayla. Hello to you all. I love you guys. Thank you guys for joining me. Uh, this is a word from the Lord. Make sure that you invite others on here. This is something that God wants us to understand. And literally we are talking about transition. And so I'm going to get into transition, but I'm going to even more share the two T's that come along with transition. And these two T's that come along with transition are temptation and tempering. Temptation and tempering. And so when we look at the word transition, 
we understand that. And I'm going to do this layout first. I'm going to do this foundation first, and then we're going to push forward. That transition is the process. Now, the first thing I want to stop at is process. And when anytime there's a process, that means there's a beginning, there is a middle, and there is an end. Anytime there is a process, we're looking at what is unfinished to get to a place of completion or a place that is finished. Amen. Darnell Mahogany, how are you? So when we talk about transition, we're talking about the process or a period of changing from one state or condition to another. I'm going to say it again. How you doing, son, Jeremy? Listen, it is the process or a period of changing from one state or condition to another. Prophetess Priscilla, how are you? A, a transition is to undergo a process. So this is what I want you to get in your mind, this word process. This process literally means that there was an unfinished state or a beginning state, Pastor Few, how are you, to a place that God has known in eternity's past that you were going to reach. It is a finished place. It is an expected end, but it's the in-between where we call transition, where we call process, where the enemy will come to tempt you, what God will use to temper you. Stay with me. When we talk about this word transition, it is a change or a shift, listen, a change or a shift for one state. And as I wrote that word, I literally saw when we said one state, the God, God told me, he said that literally and figuratively. For some of you all, state may be a heart condition, state may be a circumstance of life, but state may be, I'm literally moving you from one region and territory to another. That some people have already made the transition. Some of you have been questioning the transition and you know you hear God. And then some of you know, I I must make the transition. It is a change or a shift from a state, subject, or place. Now, God is literally calling us in a place of transition. And I don't know about you, but I have been in transition over the last year or so where God is making some things that I thought were very unclear. He's making them clear like never before. This is a place where I have literally been Literally been, Minister Britt, how are you beautiful? I've literally been in a place where, God, you put me here, but circumstances will make you question, God, did I hear you for real? But transition is a place where there is an invitation for intimacy. I want somebody to grab that. Transition is an invitation for intimacy with God. When your faith is being challenged, because it's a place where your faith is being challenged, where God, you have put me in this place where maybe no man has gone before Star Trek or God, you have put me in a place where my family hasn't gone before or God, I've always been used to being this way. I've never seen myself being able to accomplish this thing or God, I've always operated like this. And God said, I am changing your state. I am changing your place. I am changing your condition. And the transition is only in inviting you to become intimate. God wants you to become intimate with him. I need you to look at transition as something, a place where there is something that you're going to leave behind, yet there's something you're going to look forward to. I need you to understand transition before you can understand the other two T's. It is literally like um, I'm leaving some things behind, but there is something that I'm looking forward to. Listen, the Bible said that we leave those old things behind, but we press towards the new. God is transitioning your character, your integrity, your ministry, your place and your condition. Where you stay, there is a transition that is happening for 
for every last one of us, but we have to forget the former things so that we can move forward into the new things. When we talk about transition, transition is a preparation for the new that God has prepared for you. See, many times in the midst of transition, I need somebody to get this. Transition can be frustrating. It's frustrating because you think you know what God wanted, but it looks like it's going another way. You think you had crystal clear clarity on what God was about to do, but it seems like other things are going. The territory is speaking against you. Your family is speaking against you. Your loved ones are speaking against you. Your friends are speaking against you. The spirits, principalities, and powers are speaking against you. And if you're not careful, your own mind will begin to speak against you. When the things begin to look like, God, this is not what I perceived that you were saying. God, that this is not what I, I thought that you were saying. God, I thought it was going to look like something else. Transition is a challenging place of your faith. Transition is a place of frustration and waiting. My God, as I wait for the things that God has already shown me, and it appears as if it's not going to come. Somebody is testifying to this already. Somebody can already agree with this already. That transition is a place where you begin to grieve what's left behind because God said, I must take you to this place. And this is not what I'm about to say is not that catch all with everybody say free for all everybody can't go with you but I'm here to tell you that there are some places where God needs to take you that truly everybody can't go with you and so while transition had you grieving the man that left or the woman that left or the state that you used to be in or the job you used to work the ministry you were connected to even the title that you have given yourself and God said I'm taking you to another place the condition that you said you will always stay in because you can't see yourself in another place I'm here to tell you that the transitioning is happening and there is a place where you begin to grieve what was behind. Oh my God. There is a place that begins to try to draw you back to what was behind because what was behind was familiar. What was behind, you knew that place. What was behind, you were comfortable in that place. What was behind, you could navigate that place. What was behind, you understood the territory and you understood the spirit and you understood how your family operated and you understood how your friends operated and you had come to a place where you, you just said, you know what, I'm just going to operate in this place. So what was behind, you began to grieve because what is ahead I do not know what is ahead I don't know what is to come what is ahead is unfamiliar and so you'll find yourself stuck in transition when you should be moving because grief will cause you to pause I'm saying something good right here this 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 transition this waiting this frustration this grieving if we're not careful if we're not careful we'll miss the invitation We'll miss the invitation where God is saying, draw nigher to me. We'll miss the invitation where God is saying, draw closer to me. I literally have instruction for you. I literally have blueprints for you. I literally have a schematic for you. I literally have a plan for you. And as long as you stay back there, you'll miss what's up there. As long as you stay tied to the past, as long as you stay hooked to the past, as long as the past keep calling you, and as long as you keep answering the purpose, the future, the destiny, the promise, the assignment, that is ahead of you, you will miss. Transition is a good place. Transition is a faith-challenging place. Transition is a place of frustration. Transition is a place of waiting. Transition is a place of grieving. Transition is a place of process, but transition is also an invitation to intimacy. And God needs for you to understand 
that I am inviting you. It's uncomfortable. You cannot see yourself not being who you were. You cannot see yourself not doing what you were doing. You cannot see yourself going from the pew to the pulpit. You cannot see yourself going from uh, serving to actually being up front. You, you cannot see yourself coming from the background to the forefront. You cannot see yourself moving from this state where my family has always been here and nobody has ever moved out of this state. And how will I be the first one? You cannot see yourself overcoming and surpassing where others around you have failed and you find yourself stuck in transition. But I need for you to understand that this transition, it is a place of invitation to intimacy. That God is calling you forward to intimacy. God is calling you forward to a place, a state, and a subject. God literally wants to move you from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. Listen, I want to say that again. The transition is even by the spirit of the Lord. Why do I need you to understand transition before I go into temptation and before I go into tempering? Because transition is going to get you to the next. Transition is going to get you to the next. Second Corinthians 3.18 tells us that we're going to go from glory to glory, even by the spirit of the Lord. It is speaking of going from old to new, the law to grace. It is literally talking about going from one state to another. Isaiah 43 and 19 tells us, behold, I am doing a new thing, a new thing. Behold, I am doing a new thing. He said, now it springs forth. Transition is the place of now springing forth. Somebody better catch. Transition is a place of now springing forth. He said, do you not perceive it? See, transition and the pains of transition. Hey, Prophet Allen, how are you? Uh, transition, the pains of transition, the grief of transition, the waiting in transition, the frustration in transition will get you to a place where you're not perceiving the new thing that God has literally opened in front of you, the new door that God has opened in front of you, the place of blessing that God has opened in front of you, the new territory that God has blessed placed in front of you. The new house, the new building. Come on, the new ministry. I need you to hear it. There, there is a place where God is trying to get you to, but if the enemy causes you to slip into temptation in the midst of transition, you will miss and not perceive what God is saying. He said, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So what you thought was dried up in transition he said, I'm going to put the water on it. I'm going to not only put the water of my word, but I'm going to give you a refreshing by water. He said, I'm going to make a way in the wilderness when it looks like you're all alone and all by yourself. The Lord is literally wanting you to declare that transition is him. By, listen, behold, he's doing a new thing. But this is where we must be careful in transition. Temptation. The thing about temptation, temptation is an enticement to evil. Now stick with me. In the midst of transition, it, it, literally the synonyms are seduction, bait, coaxing, decoy, tantalization. Literally the objective of temptation is to distort God's word and defiance of God's mission. I'm going to say it again. Literally, temptation it has an objective to distort God's word and what he has spoken over you and defiance of God's mission for your life. Um, temptation wants to seduce you to go backwards instead of moving forward to the thing that you cannot yet see.
Oh my God. The temptation in the transition is to get you to go back to a place of familiarity. The temptation in the transition is trying to get you to disobey the revealed word of God, where God has literally revealed to you, gave you a glimpse of your future, gave you a glimpse of where he's taking you, gave you a glimpse of what he wants to give to you, what he wants to put in your hands, what he wants to do with your ministry, your sons, your daughters, and your finances. But because frustration also accompanies transition, the enemy sends you the temptation to disobey what God revealed is his plan for you because it's too hard. I literally heard some ladies singing a song and I know everybody thought it was cute and everybody was begin to agree with it. And the young lady began to say, God, you thought I was the one, but I'm not the one. God, you thought I was strong enough, but I'm not that strong. God picked somebody else because I'm not it. And it began to grieve me because I said she has slipped, even though comedically into the place of temptation to disobey the revealed word of God concerning her life uh, because the spirit realm knows no joke. Uh, the spirit realm doesn't understand that you're kidding. Uh, the spirit realm is only activated by what you speak. We are in a voice activated kingdom. And so when you begin to say, I'm not the one, Lord, pick another, the spirit realm begins to operate according to your word. Uh, and so the enemy can begin to tempt you to speak against what God has revealed for you, uh, what God has prepared for you, uh, what God has slated for you, uh, what God has denoted for you, picked out for you, highlighted for you, said what was for you, that he has literally thrown it, God's mission concerning your life. I need for you to understand that in transition, temptation will always try to find its place. That in transition, the enemy will always try to entice you to evil. The evil is the, the opposite of the righteousness of God. Uh, listen, he will always try to seduce you to go back to that place um, where God has pulled you out of. And the thing about temptation, it is it is bait. And the thing that you must understand about bait, bait always has a hook, a trap, and a snare behind it. Um, so whenever you take the bait, you take the hook. And whenever you take the hook, you take the snare. And whenever you take the snare, you find yourself entrapped. And so you begin to wonder why things feel like they are drying up and dying up and why you're feeling like you're dying on the inside because you took that bait of Satan to disobey the revealed word of God while in transition. See, transition is taking you from what was to what is, from what was to what shall be. Transition is taking you from your former state to the state that God has prepared for you. Huh? And the enemy is afraid for you to go from what was to what is. Huh? And the enemy is afraid for you to understand that how you started is not how you're going to finish. Huh? And so he must tempt you to go back. <laughs> Sometimes the temptation is to go back to the relationship the Lord said leave alone. Sometimes the temptation is to go back to the friendship that God said leave alone. Sometimes the temptation is to go back to the job because you are afraid in transition where God is teaching you how to wholly and wholly rely on him. How the Lord is literally trying to teach you that I'm going to keep you in the midst of. I'm going to keep you. I'll be your dollars and your cents. Somebody better get this. I'm going to be your W-2 and your eternity. Somebody better get this. And so in the midst of the transition, we try to hold on to what God is preparing. To Listen, we try to hold on to the chair when God is preparing a table. Oh my God, I need somebody to get it. You're trying to hold on to the chair while God is trying to prepare a table. And so the enemy will tempt you to stay in the chair and God said, I got a whole table set up for you. I need somebody to hear me. 
Come on, everybody on here, do me a favor and share this. Share this on your live. Invite somebody. Temptation is a decoy. What is a decoy? A decoy is to attract your attention. A decoy is to get you to think that this is the real thing. A decoy is to get you to look at this thing and focus on the when the action is back here. I know when I hunt, there is a decoy that we use. And the decoy is to attract. And I used to hunt. I don't hunt anymore. And I used to hunt with somebody. I didn't go by myself. But when I fished, there was a decoy. Do you know your bait is a decoy? That, that, that shiny stuff that you put in the water is a decoy. It looks like something that the fish can eat. But what the fish don't understand is that there is a hope behind it. And so the enemy will send out a decoy. Maybe it's that man that came into your life and said, I am your husband. This is what God said. The decoy that says, I'm your woman and God has put me in your life and he said, you're my husband. The decoy that said, come over to this ministry because we're going to let you do stuff your other ministry didn't do. The decoy that says, it's okay to be bitter and unforgiving because they hurt you. You have a right to be this way. The decoy that will coax you out of the will of God and into the assignment of the enemy. The decoy that will get you out of protection of the Lord where you begin to self-protect. See, in transition, there is a temptation to begin to rely on you and not on God. I need for somebody to understand that the transition that you're going to has a great place for you and expected end for you, a powerful end for you, but you must maintain in the middle. You must maintain in the process. You must understand that the enemy is always going to bring a distortion to what God has spoke. There is no place of transition where the enemies of your destiny the enemies of your assignment are not going to try to speak. They're not going to try to come uh, where they're not going to try to come in your own voice and say, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not educated enough. Huh? You made too many mistakes huh? and you've done too many things huh? and you've hurt too many people, but yet you heard God. Huh? And the temptation is to get you to listen to the voice that says uh, you're not good enough, smart enough, period, uh, period enough. Huh? You don't have enough education. You don't have the skill set. Huh? You don't have the ability. And the decoy is to get you to fail and stay where you are when God said, I have a, another status, another dimension, another level, another ministry over here. Do you understand me? Yes, you're trying to hold on to the chair when God has prepared a table. I need somebody to understand that the enemy, his whole purpose has always been defiance against the will of God. He said, I will ascend upon the throne. In other words, I'm going to defy God what you're doing and I'm going to set up my own and I'm going to sit among the nations and I'm going to do this and I and I and I and it's always a defiance against the will of God. And so what the enemy wants you to say is, I am not good enough. I am not smart enough. I don't have enough skills. I don't have enough abilities. When the God who spoke it to you is able to supply every single thing that you need uh, because it's already in you. He's able to send the destiny helpers. Uh, he's able to make sure that you can understand what is being spoken to you, taught into you when you take the course. Uh, but if you listen to the enemy in the place of transition, you begin to operate in I. I must protect myself. I'm not going to let myself be embarrassed. I'm not going to put myself out there. I'm not going to let people see me fail. And the temptation it's to get you to disobey God's revealed word in the midst of your transition. This transition is a place of intimacy. He is inviting you to come and talk to him. 
He is inviting you to come to hear from him. He is inviting you to come to get clear instructions. I mean, when things have gotten fuzzy, I don't know about some of y'all, but in the midst of transition, things begin to get fuzzy when you, you know God says something, but things begin to get fuzzy and you forget that there are territorial spirits that know that you have come to complete as an assignment. There are original spirits that know that you have come to complete an assignment. There are people who know that you have come on the assignment of God, the wind of God, the ruach of God with the power of God. They understand that you are coming in this place. Do you understand? And what they will try to do is shut down your assignment before you can begin. But you must understand the place of transition is also an invitation. God is literally saying, draw closer to me when it gets fuzzy. Draw closer to me when it gets scary. Draw closer to me when you get frustrated. Draw closer to me when you get weary. Draw closer to me when you begin to grieve what is back there because you know you heard my voice. But the enemy tends to send the temptation to operate in I, just like he did. I am not going to be embarrassed. I know God thinks I'm the one, but I'm not the one. Do you hear me? I, I, I know God thinks I can do it, but I can't do it. Do you hear all the eyes? I know God said for me to do it, but I don't think I can handle it. I don't think I'm strong enough. I don't think I'm powerful enough. And it is the temptation to act just like him, the temptation to disobey the revealed word of God. It is the objective of getting you to defy God's mission for your life. I need for somebody to understand the transition is real and the transition is happening for many of us. Hey, how you doing? Uh, Prophet Cynthia, how are you? The, 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 the temptation is to get you to forget that the reason God is peeling off what was is because he has to add what is to come. Mm. Glory to God. The temptation wants you to forget that you are already in God likeness. Oh God, it about. But he wants you like Eve to think that you are missing out on something. He wants you to think that, like Eve, uh, uh, did God not say, did, uh, did God really tell you to move there? Did, did, did God really say, leave that man alone, that woman of God? Did, 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 did God really tell you to stay in that place? Did, did, did God really say this? Because God knows that that you, you, you would have been happy if you stayed there. And he's still just, he, he's still punishing you for what you did. Has anybody ever, the enemy ever told you that God, yeah, he wants you to suffer in this place yeah, just a little bit while longer? because of what you did and so and so just like with Eve he began to speak and, and make her begin to doubt the plan of God for her life begin to doubt God's love for her life and God's provision for her life and because he knows that the day that you eat of this you will be as God you will be just like him to know good and evil and God never intended for you to know evil only good and so the enemy wants you to get to a place uh, where you will drop the protection of God to self-preserve it is the temptation and transition to get you to disobey God's revealed word and God's assignment, God's mission and mandate for your life. But I decree that somebody's going to understand that this temptation that is hitting you, the temptation, I, I literally just hear the word that we're walking, we're going into this cuffing season and nobody wants to be alone in the winter months. And you know, God said, I need for you to go into a new year with a new you. I need you to go into a new year, a new Gregorian calendar year. I need you to, to go into this new place where it's just you and I. I need you to move to this new state where you don't know anybody. I need you to be like Abraham. I need you to go 
uh, and I just gave you an instruction and I didn't give you the detail uh, and the temptation to say let me take somebody with me so I can be comfortable because I don't want to be by myself let me let me take somebody with me because at least if I have them with me it's something familiar uh, if I take somebody with me then I won't be so afraid uh, but the temptation is to get you to screw up in transition to become grievous in transition to become weary in transition to become frustrated in transition not understanding that your faith is being challenged in transition why because god has to temper you <laughs> the final t see remember in transition it's going to be closely followed by temptation and tempering the thing about tempering and i thought was so powerful <laughs> when you think about tempering it, it, it means to be treated so as to impart increased strength ah so you think you're going through something, blessing the apostle Stephen, because God wants to harm you and you think you're going through the trials because you think that you have done something wrong, but God is literally using the trials and the temptation to temper you through an invitation to intimacy so he can impart strength for the task, strength for the transition, strength for the process. You must hear me, that the enemy brings the temptation to fall in transition. But God uses the temptation and the trials and the circumstances and the process to temper you. The thing about when they temper glass is they make it strong for what is about to be used for. Apostle Kayla, how are you? They make it strong for what its intended purpose is. What you're not understanding in transition while all this stuff is happening, that God is tempering you to impart strength in you to make you strong for what is to come, to make you strong for what you have been designed for, what you have been processed for, to make your prophetic not, not literally lean on the reactions of man, but on the word of God. He's tempering you not to look at their reactions and think you got the word right, uh, but to hear his voice and know you heard it correctly. Uh. See, he's tempering you not to be concerned about uh, if you have an audience or a crowd, uh, but you're only worried about the audience of one. Uh. He's tempering you to not to be a people pleaser, uh, but to be a pleaser of God. Uh. He's tempering you to get from the place uh, of being worried about their applause uh, to making sure that he is pleased with what you're doing. The is to impart strength, uh, but the temptation will get you to run from the tempering. Uh-huh. In the apostolic, the temptation comes to keep you from plowing. The temptation comes, if I can't keep you from plowing, then I will get you to yoke up with something that you shouldn't be yoked up to. I literally have called you an ox, but I will get you in temptation to prepare up with an ass because it looks like they're doing the work, but they don't carry your strength. It looks like they're doing the work, but what they're chewing on is not of God. They're chewing on self. They're chewing on weeds. They're chewing on poisonous weeds uh, while you're eating from God's hand. Uh, and so literally, I've shared this before, uh, when the scripture said that the ox and the ass cannot plow together, uh, it is because the ox is eating from uh, the hand uh, and the land uh, of the creator of his owner, uh, while the ass is eating the weed and the poisonous weeds. Uh, and so while the ass is beginning to breathe, uh, your prolonged 
the exposure to the breath of the ass, the wind of the ass, the negative word of that person, huh? the word curses of that person, the doubt of the person, it will begin, they said the prolonged exposure will bring death. Huh? And you begin to wonder why there's death to your prayer huh? and death to the tempering process huh? where you were feeling strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Huh? And all of a sudden, weakness hit you. Uh, Prophet Darius telling you, listen, and, and all of a sudden, this weakness began to hit you because you have begun to plow with the wrong persons in the midst of your transition. The Lord said, I am tempering you. I am tempering you. I am treating you. You must be tried by this fire. First Corinthians 3 and 13 said that every man's work shall be made manifest in that day because the day shall declare it because it will be revealed by fire. There is going to become the fire of temptation to get you to disobey the revealed word of God because it gets hard. Because it's coming against you. It seems like it's come from the right, the left, and the left, and the right, the north, the south, the east, in the West. And you said, God, if you sent me here, why am I fighting so much? God, if you gave me this work, why does it seem like I'm going backwards? And temptation is trying to coach you out of the process. Temptation is trying to bait you out of the process. Temptation is trying to tantalize you out of the process. When we talk about tantalization, it's literally a teasing you out of the process where it will excite you in the Messed of, but it has no way of delivery. So I'm going to try to tantalize you out of what God is telling you to do. I need you to understand because it's tantalizing and tantalizing doesn't mean that it's from God. Just because it excites you, I'm sorry and lean forward, we're just going to be a little closer. Just because it excites you doesn't mean that it's sent from God. There are some tantalizing things and some tantalizing things that the enemy are sending all to tempt you, coach you out of what God. God is doing in transition. I encourage you, man and woman of God, you better hear the Lord. If he said move from that state, then you move from that state, whether that is literal or it's physical. If God said whether you move out of that circumstance, out of that relationship, out of that ministry, out of that covenant, I don't care what it is. There is a temptation to get you to stay in a stuck place. But God said, I have been trying to temper you from the very beginning. I have been trying to impart my strength, said the Lord. I have been trying to keep you in the midst of adversity. Listen, when a thing is tempered, it's not easily upset or made angry. You guys don't understand. Only a couple of people do. The things that I have been through, my brother, uh, Apostle Stephen Halliburton, one that I speak to a lot concerning ministry and life, we go back and forth with each other. And one of the things that I understand, that there has been a growing and maturing and a grooming process in the transition that I have been in. It has literally caused me to get to a place of intimacy where the Lord, where I don't care what another person think. Not in that arrogant place where we can get to, where I don't care what people think. That ain't what I mean. What I'm talking about is that place. I know I am to deliver this word. I know that this is my field. I know that this is my lane. 
I know that this is my path. I'm not in competition with you. You are you. This is my part of the puzzle. This is my piece in the puzzle. This is my pixel, and your pixel is over there. And as long as you and I, Prophet Shira, how are you? And as long as you and I do our part in keeping our pixel, then the whole body unified will come together, and we will begin to destroy the works of the enemy. What we forget is that we are a kingdom army. We are not islands unto ourselves. What we forget is that we are people that are meant to be in covenant. We are meant to be unified. We are meant to be fitly joined together. We are meant to temper each other. We are the iron that sharpens iron. We are the fire that kindles the fire. And if we forget that, we will be tempted to call an a friendly an enemy. We will be tempted to call what is of God, what is the enemy, because it does not look like your part. I'm here to tell somebody right now that God is tempering you through this process. The reason you're starting to feel stronger, not arrogant, not rebellious, is because you are withstanding the process. The reason you are starting to feel stronger and understand your purpose is because you are allowing God to temper you, to impart his strength unto you. The reason that situation ain't even angering you no more, anything that you feel is a righteous indignation, is because you have been tempered. The thing about tempered, when you look at the Udu or the Rudu language, is literally mean to be made resilient. It's literally meant to be made resilient. Come on. The sniper says she don't have the bandwidth to not be aligned. You must understand uh, that there is a tempering. Uh, the 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 uh, the Udu uh, or the the Urdu uh, 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 rendering or uh, the meaning of tempered means to be made resilient by heat treatment. Somebody just missed it. Uh, that you're made resilient uh, by heat treatment. Uh, when that fire is blazing on you. Uh, when the temptation and the trials are coming against you. Uh, when who you are is being revealed. Uh, it's because God is making you resilient. Uh, to be resilient means you have the capacity uh, to maintain your core purpose and integrity. Uh, so no matter what is happening in your life. Uh, you are maintaining your core purpose and integrity. Uh, no matter what is drastically changing in your life. Uh, you are maintaining your core purpose and integrity. You begin to understand that I'm sent here by the word of the Lord. I'm sent here by the wind of the Lord. I'm sent here by the design of the Lord. I'm sent here by the purpose of the Lord. And all this stuff that is coming is coming to derail me, distract me, detour me, to tempt me. And I will not fail. I will stay in my core purpose and in integrity. No matter how much everything drastically change around me, friends can change. Come on, family can change. Job can change. Ministry can change. Sons and daughters can leave and go. Come on, mentees and mentors can leave and go. But I some trust in horses and others in chariots. But I will trust on the name and the hand of the Lord. See, I have got to a place where Ecclesiastes 2 and 5 said, for gold is tried by fire. See, we always like to sing the song, I shall come forth as pure gold. That the only reason that gold is pure, because when you see it at first, it is dirty. The only
only reason their gold is here is gold and glittery is because it was trialed by fire, made purified by fire. It was cleansed by fire. It was shown to be who it was by fire. You're not going to come out by pure gold if you're not ready to sit in the fire. If you're not ready to begin to be blazed by the fire. If you're not ready to begin to be touched by the fire. Ecclesiastes 2 and 5 for gold is trialed by fire and acceptable men in the furnace of adversity. You must understand that adversity is the furnace that is purifying the adversity that you are facing is the furnace that is purifying you it is the furnace that is getting the junk out it is the furnace that is dealing with your emotions because emotions can't stick in transition it is the furnace that is getting out your old habits and your old ways your messed up righteousness and your lack of integrity this adversity is coming after you because acceptable men are made in the furnace of adversity. I got to prove what is that good and that acceptable and that perfect will of God. And it's going to come through the 